I'm with Jane from Woodfinds Solicitors. Hello, Jane. Hi, Greg. Um, so, a solicitor. Now, I'm quite young and naive. I don't really know what a solicitor does, but I've heard the word a lot. What is a solicitor, please? Um, a solicitor is a lawyer. And um, they don't always have a law degree, but they do have um, some uh, legal qualification, um, which means that they can specialise in different areas of law. You'd often have a solicitor represent you if you um, were buying and selling a house, or if you wanted to make a will, or if you wanted to take somebody to court to get some money back that you think that you are owed. So there's different areas that um, lawyers and solicitors will practice in. So it's quite a wide range of uh, the soliciting covers. Yes. It's not just all, because I guess you might just come across solicitors, solicitors buying and selling houses, so you might think that's just what I do, but there's more than that. Yes, soliciting is an entirely different thing, so we don't solicit. Okay. Um, but in relation to what we do, we just assist the public really in different areas of law, providing legal advice and assistance and um, getting them the end goal that they're seeking to achieve in different areas of law. And your area of law, Jane, is crime and regulatory. Yes. I've written down here. Now, I know what crime is. Yes. What's regulatory? So regulatory work is um, ultimately representing individuals and companies who are um, alleged to be in breach of regulations. And so, for instance, if you are somebody who buys and sells items on the internet and you are um, having to comply with trade marks or indeed if you're trying to, you're having to um, comply with um, various safety um, requirements of the product that you're selling then trading standards would be interesting to see what you are doing and if you have employees um, you have to make sure that you have safe systems in work uh, place uh, safe systems of work in place for those type uh, for those employees um, because if you don't and there is an accident then health and safety would want to come and talk to you and so we assist people who are invited to attend interview by health and safety by trading standards um, if there is an alleged breach of a regulation right i was just about to ask so how do you get involved is it employers or is it employees or who comes to you but it, it's when there's been a, a case or a problem that you then step in to assist? Yeah, so it's usually when somebody has been invited in for interview by trading standards or health and safety, um, uh, and indeed the police as well. And so we assist people who are asked to attend interviews under caution. And then crime, is that is that all crime? Yes. So literally everything from... So we go all the way from motoring and that sort of thing that day-to-day uh, -day somebody may fall foul of the law all the way to the most serious offences that there is. And is that, um, so you see in TV or is that a different thing where someone gets called in for an interview and they say I need to speak to my lawyer? Is that different? No, that's exactly the same that, and you're as the we do. So in. we're the person on the other end of the phone. So if a person is invited or they're arrested by the police to go into an interview to answer questions in connection with an allegation, then we're there to provide legal advice and assistance. So how do you go about, Jane, getting into to being a solicitor? My aim, really, from a very early age, was court work. I always wanted to be that person in court who cross-examined people, who presented cases, and it was never a, a, a thought in my thought process 
to do anything other than crime um, because I like the theatre of the courtroom and I enjoy the whole process of uh, the criminal proceedings and have done from a very early age. Is it ever that exciting as on telly? Yes. Is it? Still get butterflies when the jury comes in. I thought, because I thought it, on TV it looks really exciting and stuff, but I thought it'd be quite boring in real life. Not at all. Is it exciting? So that's, a, that's from a young age you wanted to do that. Yes. And you're now doing it. So you've almost achieved your dream. It must yeah, be cool. So do you still enjoy working with Stead? Do you still get butterflies when the jury walk in? Well, that's right. So having decided that that's what I wanted to do, I chose my A-levels with a view to doing a law degree. I, um, I got my law degree and then I went to law school. And then I made applications to those firms that specialised in crime so that I'd be able to be a criminal lawyer. And does regulatory come hand in hand with crime or is that sort of two specialist areas you have? Um, not all criminal lawyers will um, deal with regulatory work because the regulations that companies and individuals have to comply with um, uh, when they are dealing with consumers or they're dealing with employees and looking after those interests, they're quite complicated. And so as a consequence of that, um, you need to have a particular specialism. But mainly, most regulatory lawyers will have a background in crime. Right. Okay, cool. Um, so there's something you wanted to talk to me about, the new penalties on mobile phone use whilst driving mm-hmm. is something in particular you want to talk about. Now, I see it all the time still, and I don't really understand why people are using their phones whilst they're driving. Talk to me about some of the changes and some of the new rules. It's quite interesting that there have been statistics from the RAC. Um, those statistics from, statistics from the RAC are that just 36% of drivers are aware of the punishments of mobile phone use whilst driving. Can I tell you what I think they are? Because I haven't, I haven't prepared yeah. for this. What I think is that if you're caught using your mobile phone, mm-hmm. it's six points. Yeah. Is that correct? That's right. And That's that as was, far as my knowledge goes. Well, that was a new change in the law as of March 2017. And so you're one of the 36%. Yes. Um, so you, but you're very much in the minority. Um, and Not just with that, Jane, with lots of things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But the, the, the point is, in relation to the use of the mobile phones, is that what a lot of people don't know, it's not just a question, really, of using your mobile phone, putting it to your ear and taking a call. But if you are sending or receiving messages or choosing a playlist or you're stuck in a traffic jam and you're checking alternative routes, all of that can be considered as use as a mobile pho- phone and um, will put you on the wrong end of the law. Uh, so does that include as well waiting at the traffic lights because you see it quite a lot of traffic lights yeah so um, a lot of cars these days some of the newer ones um, will um, cut off the engine when your your keys in the ignition but you're still in control of your car and therefore as a consequence of that if you pick up your mobile telephone and you start to use it in any way shape or form then you're going to fall foul of the law it's quite um complicated with all these changes in technology because as you say your engines cut out on the traffic lights Mm -hmm. and uh so your car's not on but you're still in control and as well as your mobile phone cars now come with all these electronic systems screens 
how do they because surely that uses the same amount of attention and that's the that that, that that's the the um the difficult point really because of course the mobile telephone laws are using your mobile phone um, uh, and will result in a penalty point endorsement of six uh, penalty points on your license and a financial penalty. Um, but of course, you've always got to be aware of distractions whilst you're on your hands free. And so although you're recommended to use Bluetooth headsets and um, mobile phone holders um, and um, in-car um, system so that you can take and uh, take telephone calls and make telephone calls. You've still got to be aware that that could be seen as a feature of you being distracted if you're then involved in a road traffic accident. So, uh, does it come under driving with without due care and attention? That's right. Um, so, if you're in an accident and you're found to have been doing one of these things, then that can be held against you. Yes, but. That's- it- if you're just doing, say, changing music on your on your car system, not mm-hmm. on your phone, is that could they still uh, prosecute you for that? They could if it could be found that you were distracted, but it's the point of evidence of distraction. Right. And so if you are being um, uh, investigated in relation to careless driving or dangerous driving, whether or not there has been serious Um, uh, injury or or even death caused, the police will in the first instance um, gather evidence and the evidence that they will gather is your mobile telephone and if they can show that at any point during the course of your journey you've used that mobile telephone then that will be used against you as showing that you were distracted. There's a feature now, I know mine, as soon as it connects to the Bluetooth of my car, it goes into do not disturb mode, driving mode, so I can't do anything with it anyway, um, which I guess saves me, because then if I was in an accident, they could see that I have done nothing, not even, look, the notifications haven't even come up since I got into the car. Yes, that's something that's it. going to be encouraged in the future, um, because there are statistics to show that deaths on the road have gone up um, as a consequence of mobile phone Uh, misuse and um, there is always stories in the newspapers of people who were using their mobile phone albeit on hands-free just moments before an accident. So I'm that person Jane that friend that the good guy I like to think but also very annoying that if I'm the passenger my friend who's driving starts to use their phone I have a go at them and tell them to stop Mm -hmm. but they come up with all sorts of excuses things like I'm at a traffic light or whatever it does but we've covered that another one is you've briefly mentioned you can get holders for your phone that go that attach it to like the fan or something so are you allowed to use it when it's in that? So the um, things that they've um, developed to um, keep your phone away from you and either on the windscreen or on the dashboard um, are used and considered as a better use of a mobile telephone. You have to make sure that they're not obstructing your view because that in itself is a criminal offence, which would result in a three penalty point endorsement and a fine of up to £1,000. But um, any use of a mobile phone, even if it's not a handheld mobile phone, could result in um, that being used as evidence that you were distracted in the event of a collision. So even if it's on on a holder, not handheld, it can still be yes. used as evidence. Um, and lots of uh, my friends say as well, like they'll be on a, a traffic app or something, mm-hmm. uh, which are often better than the in-car systems, yeah. and they'll be changing it. And but that's also can be held against you as evidence. 
Well, if you've picked the phone up and so you're in traffic and you can see ahead of you that there is a huge queue mm. and so that you start to look at your phone to establish whether or not there's an alternative route, then you are using your mobile phone, it's handheld, and then you are um, at risk of um, having your license endorsed with six penalty points. But in the event you are not holding on to your mobile phone and you start to try and connect to the internet, um, then that could be deemed as evidence of distraction. Right, okay, so the safest thing to do is if ever you want to use your phone for anything whilst driving is to pull over. Yes, so you need to be parked with your engine off and then if then you want to establish whether or not there's an alternative route, you want to look at a message that somebody's asked what your ETA is, then you need to, to, to pull over, park and then do, uh, do what you need to do on your mobile phone before you head off on your journey. And engine off is an interesting point because realistically many of us, even the ones of us who are goody two-shoes and think, you know, we always pull over to look at our phones, realistically don't turn the engine off. Like you pull over, check your phone and then pull back out. But you, you can... It's an issue that, the, that, that could be used against you because it's whether or not you're in control of your vehicle. Right, okay. And um, that becomes difficult as well if you're in a traffic jam, as you say. Yes. To pull over yes. and find a spot yes. to stop. So you have to go back to the old-fashioned way that people used to do it before mobile phones. Yes. So well, I don't know what you, that is, Jane. Well, I suppose that Wait. would be maps, wouldn't it? But yeah. you've always got to make sure that you're not distracted. Yeah, or the, or the radio traffic news. Yes, of course. Yes, always of course. the radio traffic news. So there's, uh, there's lots of sort of um, nuances to all this new mobile phone use. But the mm -hmm. important thing is it's six points if you're caught using your phone. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter what you're using your phone for. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, is there... I'm going to ask you, is there, is there any justified reason to use a phone in the eyes of the law? The only justified reason would be if you needed to make a 999 call or an emergency call, um, but you still have to make sure that it's you're in a safe position and that there are no distractions for you to make that call. Cool. So, And it's not just about the six points either. You can find so many videos online mm. of people, people or their children who die because of people using their phones on the road. So don't just think about it from a selfish point of view. Oh, it's six points of my license, I can risk it. It's your life and other people's lives that you're also, that's the important. That's message. exactly it, yes. Okay, well, thank you very much for that, Jane. Thank you, Greg. Lovely talking to you.